0: You get moving from Poland to UK, like the first time.
1: Uh, of course, at, at at the time when I moved, mm. so I did speak quite decent English, uh, so I could understand everything almost. Yeah. Uh, but then moving to UK, trying mm-hmm. to <clears throat> uh, trying to kind of adjust to the accent was a little bit difficult.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: it's not only a British accent because Britain, you can get familiar with it, but other accents because in the UK, especially mm. in mm. uh the the, the, this, the the community is so multicultural. Mm. We've got, so we've got students from more than, I think, 150 countries. Mm. So each one of us speaks in a different accent. Mm. And some are easier to understand, some are more difficult to understand. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a challenge especially for an introvert as, as myself mm. um, that was a challenge because I could understand but then speaking was a challenge well. mm. or oh, I couldn't understand sometimes it was I didn't want to admit that I didn't understand so that was the main challenge I think mm. but also trying to work out how do things work like when you want to get a house or when you want to buy a car or something this is all always more difficult than in your own country
0: yeah Okay, so but but food. What about food?
1: Um, it's uh, it's an adjustment. I mean, uh, when when I moved in, I when I moved to the UK, I had to learn how to cook because I yeah
0: I you didn't did, know how to cook.
1: Not that much, you know. Okay. You know, as a 18, 18 year old or twenty year old, mm-hmm. uh, when you I, I, I during my first degree second degree I still live with my parents so you know that was easier mm. <laughs> uh, so moving in and, and kind of living alone that was uh, an adjustment uh, so of course like, I, I knew how to cook stuff but yeah but I learned how to cook enjoy it right now so mm. not a problem
0: <laughs> oh okay okay
1: well so it's a skill that I encourage everyone to learn
0: <laughs> why why?
1: Because uh, oh. you can get creative.
0: Oh, yeah. It helps with your creativity as a human being. Yeah,
1: it ha- you can get creative and uh, and it's not research. Oh, it could be research, but it's, <laughs> it's something that can distract you from you the day-to-day life. Daily life. Yeah.
0: yeah. As you said, yeah. down downtime. Downtime. Downtime.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Is there... Okay. So... Challenges, uh, failures that you can, you would want to talk about? laws in your life that may be close related to your career as a scientist or not? Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. any one that you would like to share?
1: So I think I think there is one specific failure where, <clears throat> where I basically spent a couple of months developing a proposal. Mm-hmm. And it went through my colleagues. It went through, you know, got so much feedback, improved as much as possible, and then submitted. Mm. Uh, and then it came with rather negative feedback, saying that it's not novel, it's not, it would not add value. So I was like, I I got so much feedback, and improved the proposal, got a mm. green light mm. from my Different my colleagues. People. Mm. And, and then externally, it was seen as no value. So why, w- w- what it is that I should do now, right? If mm-hmm. my work is not worth it, right? <laughs> so I felt that work is w- rather not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was difficult. It was a failure. But as I said, I decided to use failures in my career to actually improve myself and try to mm-hmm. do things differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I kind of turned that proposal into another one, uh, which was funny enough. I cut the content of the proposal by half mm. and requested double the money and we got that proposal then. Wow. <laughs> so that was quite interesting. How, uh, so how... same same funder to be honest. So that's,
0: that's weird. How how did you figure <laughs> yeah. that out?
1: Uh it was just uh let's try it out. You know, oh. Sometimes uh, Sometimes the most of my success comes from, let's let's try it. Let's mm. see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think um, people want certain things. People want to know, I do this, I get this. Mm. Uh, but that is usually something that prevents us from achieving what we truly want to achieve or mm. we can achieve because we are worried to try things mm. that are not certain. Mm. And we kind of limit our potential because we're not applying for the jobs that we think uh, we don't get, right? But yeah. we don't try even. Mm. We're not applying for the projects that we think we cannot get. Mm. Uh, mostly because, say, we think like we can just meet 60% or 70% of the criteria
0: mm.
1: uh, or our project is like 80% ready. Uh, we always try to make it perfect, but um, done is better done perfect, isn't it? Yes. So if we do it, mm. then we can always improve. Yeah. and we get feedback and we can yes. improve yes. but if we keep fixating on perfection mm. then we will not go anywhere we 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 will basically stop at one point and keep on fixating on the perfection yeah. and keep working on a single thing
0: yeah and it will never yeah. so move
1: if that was yeah yeah we'll never move forward
0: okay yeah. okay <laughs> is that all in terms of you know lows, challenges um, I guess and failures that's trailers?
1: yeah I think yeah. I mean, there were these were the main ones that I can think of. Mm. At least for now, I expect there will be much more in the future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, was there a particular? Because you did a marathon on your on your PhD, mm-hmm. was there a particular like... challenge that you faced at that time?
1: Um... I guess the challenge in my PhD was that my supervisor, so my supervisors, my main supervisor, he he was an experimentalist. Mm -hmm. And I was a kind of more theorist, modeler thing. Mm -hmm. So I really had to figure out everything myself, how to do things, Mm -hmm. how to use the software, how to build the models, how to validate the models. So this is all that I had to figure out myself. Mm. So at the very beginning, that was a challenge. Um,
0: mm.
1: But then towards the end, mm. I guess it gave me more confidence in my skills and ability.
0: Mm.
1: I, th- I think that was, uh, sorry, my PC just looked out. <laughs> yes, okay. So I might drop out in a minute, but that should be fine. All
0: yeah. Right.
1: Um, mm. yeah, I'm still here. Fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that was the main challenge in my PhD. Mm. Um it was one one particular challenge uh, towards the end of my PhD, and mm. uh, it is it is def- it was mm. difficult. I mean, uh, my my PhD, mm. I kind mm. of published, I, as I mentioned, nine papers out of my PhD, mm. ten papers in total during that mm. period of time, mm. or eleven papers. Mm. Um, so I was that, so that was my last review meeting. I think so. In my PhD, I had a number of review meetings to make sure that I'm on track to actually submit my thesis on time. Mm. And that was the last review meeting where I basically presented all my work already done, mm. all my data, mm. and uh, you know, basically I was ready to submit my thesis at that point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of my, I was my one of my co- supervisors actually asked me, "Can you do one thing?" Uh, which would basically extend my PhD by six months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I t- told them no, basically. Mm. I told them I will not do it because I finished my PhD. I've uh, uh, kind of uh, met my initial objectives. Mm. Why should I do another thing if I can move on with my career? Yeah. Um, and that was difficult because that, I guess, was difficult for me because I I didn't have enough confidence to feel good about this decision, yeah. Uh, but also, you know, they didn't take it so well, so yeah. they had a struggle with that, and um, they keep up, they keep bringing that up right now. Even we we are in a good terms, right? like <laughs> we we did co- we collaborate <laughs> too. Uh, but they keep bringing that up after years, so that's not very nice. Uh, so that was uh, one of the most challenging thing in the PhD, telling your what? supervisor no. Wow,
0: <laughs> they they bring it up in the sense of. There's a gap, or in the in the sense of, you did that, you said no.
1: You, I said no, yeah. So they bring it up that, I said no to me and something like this, you know. Ah. it's not nice. It's not nice. It makes me feel that I'm being judged or something that ah. I stand up for myself. But actually you have to learn how to do it because so, otherwise people will go over you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So well how 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 do you think this particular thing has shaped you as a scientist up to now? Like that that thing apart apart from it, you know, being reminded that yeah. you said no, what what are the good things that came out of it?
1: Good things uh that I'm more confident in terms of um I'm more confident about my ideas. And about, I'm more conscious about my time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know what to prioritize. Yeah. And I know, say, if, uh, if the project objectives are X, Y, Z, we do mm. X, Y, Z, mm. then if, it, it all depends uh, as well. If there is a value in doing some additional work, mm. uh, say, if there is a future, if, that, if we can build a work for future projects out of mm. this, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm. if this is just for the sake of doing additional work mm. and uh, there might not be much of a benefit of that again mm. we would wouldn't do it right uh, so that gave me kind of I, I guess the most important thing I learned for this was how do I prioritize my work how do I prioritize my time so mm. uh, yeah in many cases we do have to have to think about what it is that make you happy mm. and not what it is that make other people happy. Because mm. that's another thing where you can uh, fixate about and uh, spend your life to being miserable because you're trying to please other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, you, you mentioned that you were pretty independent when it came to your
1: mm-hmm. PhD
0: project. How has that shaped you as a human being and as a scientist now? What, what do you think what if it was to happen the other way around where mm. you had mm-hmm. a very present mm. supervisor directing you in everywhere telling you mm-hmm. how to write a paper you know just mm-hmm. taking you th- mm-hmm. like spin f- uh, spoon feeding you like yeah yeah could could you like what is that thing that you've gained from this and what have, what is that thing that you've lost you think you lost at that time not having the other I think if if, yeah. if
1: that was the case if they were spoon feeding yeah, spoon feeding me Oh my airplanes um, Yeah sorry about that
0: <laughs> so annoying. sorry <laughs> uh-huh, sorry yeah, sorry, yeah? Uh, so feeding. if they were
1: spoon feed spoon feeding me uh, mm. I guess I guess it would be easier in a way because I wouldn't face some of the challenges uh, mm. in terms of like how do I do things mm.
0: uh, it
1: would be easier but I wouldn't learn so much.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: actually, uh, I wouldn't be where I am if I weren't, oh, if God. I weren't made mm. independent. I mean, yeah. Because literally, I was I was forced to be independent, which is a good mm. thing. Yeah, I think mm. uh, not many like it. But it's a transition that if you want to be an academic and successful mm. academic, mm. then you have to go through this transition
0: mm. and become
1: independent and basically mm. own your own success and failures, mm. right? That's important. You have mm. to own your, your failures. failures and actually learn from them, improve. Uh, we keep improving every day. Mm. Uh, so that's not something that, um, you, you mentioned that I, I wrote many papers, but mm. it, it is still a work in progress. So mm-hmm. the paper that I write is better and better. Mm. And it's not like I submit a paper and it's accepted mm. uh, straight away. It's always back and forth with the editors and reviewers because mm. there is always something to improve mm. and I can't teach other people how to write papers, mm. but it's it will always be back and forth with the editors and reviewers mm. because the research area is different, the perspectives are a little bit different yes, um, and I don't want to spoon feed as yeah. well as yeah. as I said as yeah. you said spoon feeding is mm. it's good to some extent in mm. your career development, but then you have to put the work on the top of it yourself to actually tailor some of the frameworks, tailor some of the approaches that you use uh, to actually uh, become uh, better academic and, and enjoy, right? Because we are different and we enjoy different things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the approach that I might not be, uh, you know, good for other people, or it might be, you know, it, you have to try it out. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. People have to try try things out.
0: Um, that's actually a discussion we had uh, with one of my previous guests I've not published the work yet but yeah Mm -hmm. because they had uh, the supervisor was kind of the same as you Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and he was trying to talk about that comparison There's, there's the good side of being spun if that's the word, it sounds mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. But there's there's a good side of it, but there's also um, the bad side of it. Like everything, there's a good side and there's a bad side. Uh, where, where you're left alone, if if you don't know, if you, if you if you've never, especially if you've never done research before and you have to mm-hmm. figure out everything, it can be a lot for someone. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it can build certain things, certain skills in them throughout that process. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I think...
1: It it all depends on the learning style. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I think uh, this is, uh, apart from... Because you also mentioned that uh, those challenges or failures that we have in life shape us and they they make us better they make us learn compared to the things that work successfully and i think this is something Mm. um my supervisor also told me um the other day uh the other day some some few months ago when i was stressing about my project and how it was not working and you know she was Mm. like you know um if if uh, yes, it's not a good thing that is not working because we need things to go ahead. but again, again, it's it's a you will come out of here as a, a better researcher compared to someone else who had the things working, everything was going well for them. Like mm-hmm. for you, you have yeah. skills that someone else doesn't have. You'll have certain you know resilience and uh, yeah. troubleshooting skills that you can't get anywhere else. And you can't exactly. compare that with someone who had their project working, like you just put things and of course, maybe they have some few things not working, but it's not like crazy, crazy, not working and things go well for them. It's very different for someone who's had a whole year of troubleshooting a protocol or troubleshooting yes. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you want to comment about that? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, It's it's always better. I mean, better. Um, it's more difficult at the time. Right, mm, when yeah. you have to troubleshoot yourself and work things out yourself because mm. you, you can get frustrated mm. then you will get anxious about it. Mm. Um, but looking at the longer term perspective mm. of the career, mm. you'll be better equipped to yeah. actually handle those issues. And in academia, I mean, in the research in, in general, all we do is solving problems, yes, right, yeah, because we trying to figure out what the research gap is. We're trying mm. to figure out how do we solve that research gap. Mm. Uh, so this is, the, the sooner you learn this, mm. the easier your life will be in academia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you will be more resilient, as you mentioned. You will be uh, less anxious. Mm. Uh, and I keep coming back to uh, enjoying what you do. Because mm. there, there will be challenges. Of course, technical challenges. Challenges with mm. getting data or data mm. quality. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's part of the job. It's part of the job description. So we have to realize that sometimes we don't have control of that, mm. and we should be focusing on what we can control. Yes, and then draw joy from that. Yeah, uh, as much as possible, because we have just a single life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I, I love, uh-huh. And
1: what's the point of stressing out the entire life?
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm happy that you've had this discussion about your challenges and the lows that you faced throughout your uh, science career that you've been able mm-hmm. to share. Um, I would like to, for you to talk about the positive, the highs, you know, the, the times that you had an exciting feeling, the high, the good emotions, like what are mm-hmm. those times? Tell us about that.
1: All right. Um, i guess every time the paper gets accepted it's Mm. uh, one of the greatest feelings because you feel like you you've been through a journey and you've reached the goal Mm. and you reach the uh, paper which is accepted it's always a positive thing Uh, you can always feel like it's uh, something that you know you 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 worked for hard Mm. Um, getting projects accepted or getting projects funded Mm -hmm. uh, so i remember a couple of Large, kind of the large scale projects large projects that we do uh, for uh, developing a new new, new, new technologies uh, this is usually exciting because it means that you can dedicate a specific amount of time mm. to that project only mm. uh, and many of you of, I actually got into academia to actually do research mm-hmm. uh, primarily as that was my purpose to research and help other people with uh, low carbon uh, solutions for uh, climate change, mm-hmm. uh, so that's why that's why I kind of uh, got into academia in the first place. So anytime I get a project, I'm really happy because I can focus on doing just that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's uh, that that's one 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 of the benefits. I mean, one of the successes. And recently, we, as I, I already mentioned, we got this large network grant uh, mm-hmm. from the EU, where we have 26 partners mm-hmm. uh, working on uh, carbon capture storage. That means that we will have a dedicated amount of time Mm. for networking, uh, building more uh, kind of uh, harmonizing our knowledge about this subject, Mm. but also building more collaborations because collaboration in academia is the key. Mm. Uh, So I do truly, whenever I get together with with people from other universities and Mm. we brainstorm ideas, we think about how we can turn that ideas into papers or proposals. Uh-huh. This is one of the best times I already have in in in, in my job actually. Um, yeah, I mean th- that, that I mean th- that are the wins, right? Mm. Uh, but also recently we got some funding uh, to actually do uh, some interesting uh, teaching kind of teaching um, courses, short courses for local companies. Mm. Uh, so we do work with uh, kind of governmental bodies mm. within the UK, mm-hmm. the local councils. Mm. Uh, and we teach small businesses about sustainability and climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially yesterday, or in a couple of sessions, small companies, small businesses in, in our area about, sorry. So I was saying that mm. we had a couple of companies, about mm. 15 companies mm. from the local area, mm. uh, and we were basically teaching them about climate change, talking about where the emissions are coming from mm. and helping them realize how how they, they, their activity mm. actually contributes towards climate change and yeah. say how when they purchase from Middle East or from uh, Asia, mm. influence the climate compared to when they purchase from Europe or from the UK, you know, mm. this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so actually having impact and seeing that people's, you know, the light goes on, like mm. they start to realize that, oh, I have to do something differently because that is my impact. Mm. And then this is our impact on them. So having impact on people and helping them realize that we can work together and make a world a better place for mm. uh this is one of the ultimate successes for, for wins for, for my uh, career.
0: What are the small wins that you've had?
1: Small wins.
0: Yes, the small wins. Um,
1: doing the a webinar, webinar, a life, webinar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first the first webinar I did hmm. uh, was um yeah. Okay. I don't know whether that was a good experience for other people, but uh-huh. uh, it was a small <laughs> win for me. Uh, because I forced myself to actually do it. Uh. It was as a part of motivated academic, I believe. And yeah. uh, we ran a webinar on... don't know which one was the first one. But I think it was the... Uh, I think it was a time management session. Um, so basically, I put together a session, time management, shared some of the practices that I used to manage and prioritize my work. Mm. And uh, did a live webinar with uh, all, this, all, all the people. And mm. we had... Not sure how many. I guess we had about fifty students at the time mm. over there. 20, mm. 30 or fifty students. It was uh, two years ago, so I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm. But it was scary for me. But when I saw the feedback after the session, mm. I, it was yeah, it was. I, I could see that it was a win uh, because I shared something that I know and other people don't, and mm. they found it useful. Mm. So I changed their perception of time management sometimes. Uh, so yeah, that was a small win. I would mm. say mm. uh, that's the way I do things now,
0: yeah it has influenced you know uh the growth of um motivated academic up to now, right
1: it did it did mm-hmm. because then I did new more sessions and more sessions, I got more confident mm. um, yeah, and that inspired the the course that we do as well, the training in paper writing mm. um, so I kind of got more and more confident in doing that,
0: okay. Is there another success that you'd like to talk about?
1: Uh, I mean, getting promoted to the senior lecture, that was a success, of course. Mm-hmm. But that was a large success, not a small win, I would mm. say. Um, yeah, not sure whether there are any, any of the successes that I wanted to talk about specifically. Uh, you know, projects, papers, mm. and then uh, small, small kind of wins in terms of my personal development. Mm. And trying to go out, out of the comfort zone sometimes that is that is where the small wins actually come from.
0: Mm. if you look at them, are actually very big wins. It's just that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But then you don't realize how big they are.
0: Yeah, and until impactful. they
1: become big. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So.